Tim Slavis, the future of work. Happy Forbes next 1K. We are on Forbes, y'all. That is huge. Huge, 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 huge. By the way, when I saw that, I actually almost missed the entire email from Forbes. And that's actually due to the fact that we've been really busy building the company <laughs> and actually like building the product and doing all kinds of things and you know, just taking care of our people. So it's been wild to see just the reaction and the support as well as the energy from that Forge 1K announcement. We really appreciate you all, Team Guy, and we're so grateful that you all are just down with our movement and everything that we've been building since day one. And there's so many people who have been in our community, in our camp, from the get-go that deserve this opportunity and are really celebrating with us. So thank you so much for showing us all kinds of love for that Forbes 1K acknowledgement and really making it happen for us. With that said, I have someone that might be on a Forbes 1K feature in the future with the work that she's doing and the amazing movement that she's leading. And I'm really excited to highlight her because she's someone that I got close to on Twitter and I've been following her movement and just what she's doing. She's the founder and CEO of Script Swap. 
Scritswap. Yep. And if I didn't say that correctly, she's going to definitely correct me. And it's an AI startup with VC funding from Silicon Valley that swaps complex jargon into plain, easy to understand language. Imagine a mortgage at a grade six reading level or employment agreement at a grade eight reading level. Check it out on her LinkedIn. I'm going to share her LinkedIn. And she is just a bubbling piece of personality and energy. And she's Canada's top 100 most powerful women. Yeah, you heard that right. Canada's top 100 most powerful women. So you know I'm talking to a Shiro on this show. And I'm super excited to highlight her on our show because our platform is her platform. With that said, Melissa, welcome <laughs> to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for making time. How are you doing today? Oh, really great after that enthusiastic intro. Thank you. How are you? We, we, we try our best on the show. We try our best. Well, I'm doing well. I, I'm, I'm just grateful to see you another day and, you know, that, you know, we get to build um, as a company and grateful to, to also be talking with you on the show. You know, so I would love for you to kind of dive deep and share a little bit about your journey because you are doing some amazing work. And it's, it's funny because I, I know what it feels like to be slept on um, in terms of like people don't recognize the amazing things that you're doing. But how did, first of all, how did you, how did you get to a point of being Forbes, like Canada's 100, you know, top women? That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I think it's, it's a buildup, right? Because you start to realize, and I'm sure you saw this in your career as well, you start getting a, a little fellowship here and then an award there, and then it builds and builds and builds into this snowball. And it's been an incredible journey. And I still remember when I got the email saying that I'd won, but it was all embargoed in the press. I was actually at the gym playing basketball. Wow. <laughs> and I freaked out. I was so excited. Wow, that's huge. So so for you, have you always been quite entrepreneurial in your journey? You know, how what led you to building the company that you're currently building? So I love that you asked this question. I don't get to talk about this often enough because I actually think I was a very entrepreneurial as a young kid, but I don't think anyone in my family knew how to respond to that or knew how to nourish it. Mm. Uh, we came from a really small town in the middle of nowhere, Canada, so Sault Ste. Marie. And most people there are like doctors, nurses. My mom was a nurse. One of my uncles was an optometrist. And I still remember being really little. And there were two really interesting moments I'd love to share with you about where I was clearly very entrepreneurial and, and acting like an inventor, but it nothing really came of it at that age. Mm. And so one was when we were cleaning up water balloons after having a water balloon fight with my cousins in the backyard. And I remember walking around being like, oh, work. Oh, we have to pick these up. <laughs> thinking, wait a minute, there are biodegradable grocery bags. This is plastic too. Surely there must be biodegradable water balloons. Mm. So I'm probably seven, eight, nine at the time. And I remember going to my family and they're like, that's nice. Pick them up right now, please. Um, and, you know, a few years later, seeing them on the shelf in my small town, I'd be like, see, I knew it. I knew that could be a thing. And then in 2004, when I was 14, watching the Athens Olympics mm. and seeing the volleyball, beach ball volleyball players with their sunglasses, because obviously they're looking up and it's bright, but realizing that sunglasses block part of your peripheral vision. And with an uncle who was an optometrist, I knew they had color contacts and transition sunglasses. So I said, hey, couldn't we invent 
a colored contact that's actually a transition lens and responds in a similar way to the glasses transition lens so that these sports players don't have their peripheral vision blocked by the bands of sunglasses. And so I think I was always extremely, extremely entrepreneurial, but I didn't know what to do with it and neither did my family until I was like much older into my mid twenties. Wow. So, you know, for, for you, did you always feel misunderstood growing up then? Because you were always entrepreneurial thinking, imagineering as we, as we call it, but no one would recognize it. I, I didn't even recognize it for myself. Wow. And I love the term imagineering because when I was 24, that's when I realized I'm an imagineer. Yes. <laughs> I love that you use that term. <laughs> it, it's true. You know, with, with that said, in your journey building your company, and you're building in this in this space, you know, for me, I'm passionate about the future work. I, I think about it from a standpoint of artificial intelligence, the workplace and whatnot. And you're actually in the space of you're building an AI um, related product. Um, and you're actually really changing the narrative as a woman because there's a lot of, you know, bad information out there that says women can't build tech and, and AI. How did you build your competency in just like the tech industry? And, you know, how did you get yourself involved in, in the tech space? What were the steps you took for that? There were probably three really simple steps. The first one was research. Wow. So I Googled like crazy. I read all sorts of startup books. I read everything under the sun to understand how do you build a business? What does that look like? If I'm going to be a founder, how could that, how could that be? What, what do you do? And then the second thing was, trying things out so teaching myself a little bit how to code talking to some friends who knew how to code i mean like hey, uh, how do i do this here and just learning that a lot of coding is really googling things and moving things around and making some small adjustments yeah. uh, to code that already exists which was great so built some of the first mock-ups myself which was super exciting and then the third step was actually just building community. So starting to talk to people who are doing it and saying, well, how did you do it? And what was your path like? And what was your path like? And trying to figure out from the research, from doing it myself a little bit, and then learning from other people, what are the paths you can take and how can you build that? Well, mm -hmm. humble enough to know there will come a certain point where my coding skills are not gonna be enough and then being able to hire that top, top talent. Mm, 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 mm. That's so powerful because a lot of people often ask me, you know, Tim, how did you get in the tech industry? What were the steps you took? You know, as if the tech industry is an anomaly for, 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 for black and brown founders. But for me, you know, it's, it's to your degree a little bit about what she says. Like, it's compounding interest, right? If you're interested about it and you continue to learn, you'll kind of compound on those learnings and you'll start to understand what you're building and how AI applies to that product or how you can get into the tech industry. And even for me, my journey, similar to you, Melissa, you know, I'm actually a designer. I'm a, I'm like literally a psychology like guy. I'm not even a, I'm not even, I didn't even go to school for computer science, but a lot of the work that I do today, you know, in, in the tech industry is very computer science, you know, based, but it's also, I use a lot of psychological principles that are analogous to a lot of the things that I'm working on. And I think to your point, Melissa, is when people start realizing that if you do that investigation, that research, you'll start to build your literacy in tech. Oh, completely. And having just finished my master's in science, so similar to you, no computer science background, I still had my library access. So I was reading journal articles on coding and on AI and on neural networks and models. And I was like, oh, I wish I could script swap this. I wish my project already existed because like, yo, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is like super hard to read. Like, so talk to us a little bit about the, the product and the app. You know, how does it work? What does it do? Where can people learn more about the product? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can go to scriptswap.com right now. We are in a closed private beta so far. Uh, the product works in Microsoft Word and in Google Docs. So right where you are writing content, you can just highlight some of the text, click the script swap button, and right there it will transform and change it right before your eyes. And it will restructure sentences, create bulleted lists, replace really complicated words with simpler equivalents, and rewrite entire sentences that you structured perhaps in a rather complicated way and break apart sentences as well, break apart paragraphs, all of that. So it's much, much easier to read. That is so amazing. And, and, and one of the things I love is that you've been building this company for three years now um, in your journey as a founder and the, the chief operator and CEO of the company. And I wanna, I wanna show some love and boost her a little bit. Top 15 AI startups to showcase at San Francisco AI conference in September, 2018. Boost VC tribe 11 in San Mateo, California from February to April, 2018 top eight social ventures in Canada and all kinds of amazing accolades. You know, in your journey, Melissa, of building this company for the three years, you know, what are some of the, the challenges and bottlenecks you faced um, as, as you were building the company? The number one thing is data, right? Any, mm -hmm. And you know that any AI company, it's all about your data. And not only is it about the volume and large amounts of data, it's about the quality of that data. Mm -hmm. So we have been working with a data set on the complex side of over 600,000 complicated contracts that are publicly available. And then working with a very niche group of people from around the world who have the specific human skill set of simplifying these complicated contracts and working with, there's only you know 30,000 worldwide, 300 that are really good. And we're working with the top 168 and getting those folks to simplify some of them. So it's that, that balance of high volume, high quality, and it's quite the journey. Uh, so what we've been really excited about is actually building our own internal data annotation tool. Because there wow. are some companies that are just data annotation tools. But we custom built our own. That is a really easy, easy user-friendly front-facing end for these experts to go in and tag the data for us in a really user-friendly way. That is amazing and so powerful. And I do know a lot about uh, AI in the sense of like quality matters, quality standards matter, data ethics matters. And it's so amazing to see a company in this new era of technology actually taking a stance on, you know, quality data and, and ensuring that it's of good use. And, you know, from what I've read about the company, you guys are thinking about privacy as well, which is quite important when it comes to data. Absolutely. Especially when you work with big banks and insurance companies and have to pass their highly regulated infosec. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's so true. So true. Well, Melissa, you know, can you please, you know, if for someone that's listening to this right now and they want to be a founder, they want to be a CEO, they want to be the next Melissa. Um, and there's a lot of people I know that are listening to this right now within the guy community that want to be the next Melissa. You know, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to get your thoughts of like, what has been the the moment in your life where you realize that you know you don't have to necessarily like wait for someone else to to lead this vision like like you got it like what was there a moment that really kind of like encapsulated that realization well like i can just go for this and just keep building and you know let the the rest take care of itself oh absolutely and to anyone who's out there and you want to be the next tim or the next melissa that the reality is any insecurity you might be feeling everyone has felt that mm. and it took me years. I got the original idea for Script Swap in February 2013. Wow. It took me years to get the confidence to say, wait a minute, I know this doesn't exist. Why don't I build it? And so we've all been there. Uh, it's just a matter of 
making sure that you take the first steps. And mm. so the moment for me was when I moved to Toronto and I was there on a special fellowship that was equally as competitive to get into as medical school. And uh, as this special fellow for innovation, my manager, my boss said to me, you know, who gives you permission? Like, who gives you permission? Like, what are you waiting for to do this? And no one had ever said that to me. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I am always waiting for someone else to give me permission. And it still took a couple more months after that. I'm ashamed to say, but it still took a few more months, but that was really what planted the seed. And then after that, I won an award from the Queen of England. And that was where I was like, okay, if I'm being recognized internationally for my leadership, for the other community impact projects I've built in my hometown in the Sioux, for the work I've done at my university, then maybe I'm competent enough Mm. What I always say is there aren't enough awards and not nearly enough queens to use that as a mechanism to build confidence in undiscovered talent at scale. So you have to discover yourself. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm inspired. (laughs) I don't know if anyone else is listening right now on the show, but I'm inspired. I feel like I'm about to go build at least three more companies um, at this point. Well, listen, it's been such a pleasure and honor having you on the show. You know, we're going to link out to your LinkedIn, um, Script Swaps website. I love that name, by the way, because it's actually, I love it because it's hard to pronounce, but it's so catchy too as well at the same time when you enunciate it. So brilliant, brilliant job on the branding and the movie that you're leading. And we hope that we can have you on in the future. What do you think? That'd be a blast. Uh, That would be awesome, Melissa. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Uh, with that said, that was Melissa, y'all. Yes, Melissa of Squitswap, which replaces jargon with everyday language. Squitswap replaces jargon with everyday language. It changes the reading level information. And they're working with top banks in the fintech, insurance, all kinds of industries, and really completely changing the game and simplifying language. Putting in language terms for anyone, no matter what document tool that they're using. And I think for anyone that's listening right now, you know, or watching, I mean, Melissa is just a ball of energy and it's not easy being a founder. It's not easy being a CEO, but you definitely have to have the stamina and the conviction in your vision and what you're building and where you want to take your vision, your mission and your company. So shout out to Melissa for showing out and showing up and really changing the narrative. There's so many, so many women in the tech industry. With that said, Forbes 1K, 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 1K. We're on Forbes, y'all. That's wild. Wow. We've been on Forbes before, but this next 1K feature, first of all, I want to be completely transparent and honest with you all. I almost did not even notice that we were going to get <laughs> on next 1K, and that's because I've been build, I've been busy with our team, building the product, and 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 really focusing on you know serving our customers and our community, and sometimes I just do not check my email. I am not an email person. I'm a Slack guy, but I'm not an email person. And for me, when we got the next 1K feature, when I saw that in my inbox when it when it was requested for me, I was like, wow, like this is wild. I'm gonna go ahead and, and you know subscribe and like put our information. And lo and behold, the announcement came out today. It came out today, and we've just been like, I've been blown away personally, just because you know, two years ago. You know, we've been building, we founded the company two years ago, but it, we've been in service for our community for three years now, like really building the guide movement for three years now. 
Um, and there was a point where so many people literally counted us out. So many people literally told me no. So many people literally looked me in my face and, you know, put me down, like all kinds of negativity. But we persevered. We moved. And now we are killing it. We are killing the game. We are building an amazing movement, an amazing company. And it's not just um, we just aren't the ones saying that. Forbes is saying that. And for us, that's love. That's mad love. And we're grateful for it. But it's all because of our amazing community. It's all because of our customers. And it's all because of Team Guy. So appreciate you, Team Guy. Thank you so much for rocking with us. And because of this new Forbes Next 1K, 1K, 1K announcement, we're actually giving everybody free tea. Yep. You can use It's On Us is the discount code or Abundance on BigBlackTea.com. It's on us or abundant on BigBlackTea.com. Yep. Get some free tea on us. Thank you so much. Get it for you, your sister, your friends, her family, for whatever. It's on us. It's all on us because we appreciate you recognizing our brand, our movement, and the mission and why we exist as a company. A whole lot of awesome things are going to be happening in 2021 for our team, but we really wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our community. So thank you so much, Team Guide. And once again, keep rocking in your abundance. I ain't going to leave y'all out cold, but I got a clubhouse chat to, to, catch, chat to catch up with. So I'm going to leave y'all with some I Like the Way You Love Me by Michael Jackson. I think you'll love it. Check it out. Ooh.